welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much, we wanted to talk about it all the dang time, so we decided to record it. Today, we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV series, part six, the finale of season one. But first, Peyton, how are you doing today? I am doing fine, and uh, hello there to you too. You sound a bit molly. You sound a bit melancholy today, aren't you? Oh, I was. Oh, I just got life finished favorite, watching life saver it. Training didn't go, lightsaber training didn't go too well for you. Oh, one of my younglings graduated. It's fine. It's a beautiful yeah. form one user. Are you sure it wasn't Master Yoda giving you a little whack with his gimmer stick, saying, "Doctor oh, Saber, <laughs> No, I killed him. <laughs> Lord Vader. Well, uh, I am doing. I'm. I'm doing fine. Um, I just finished working six days straight with both jobs. Oh my god. I'm running on three hours of sleep. My fault. Um, I literally woke up at three thirty this morning, saw the episode come out, and I. I said to myself, I said, all right, you don't have to be at work until 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Your alarm set for 7 a.m. I can watch the episode at 7 a.m. No problem. No. No, I, 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 I cannot fall back to sleep. So I watched the freaking episode at 4.30 in the morning. And oh I had my God. cup of coffee and it didn't do anything for me. Wow. <laughs> oh. um, any, any news on your end? Um, there is not a lot going on in uh, in the lightsaber world. Um, and the Tampa Bay world, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are uh, are uh, going on a, a possibly their last game tonight. If they lose, if they win, they move on and f- move further up in the finals. Uh, right. wh- why that impacts me, a person that doesn't care about uh, hockey, is because I work at a hotel downtown that is touching Amelie Arena. Uh, and the National Hockey League has moved in to our second floor. So <laughs> they are our prime customer. And I am oh. so tired. I've been working eight-hour days since Sunday. And I have... Two more days before, two more eight-hour days before I call it this week. Well, <sighs> that's a that's a lot. That fought my Lego Land stuff was bad. Uh, that's nothing compared to you. It's uh, honestly, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. So we gotta wait till they get out of the room, and then we gotta wrap up all the cables and take out the right. the well that stuff. That's not hard. Put this way, at least you can go home right as, when you're done. I that's can't. fair. So my bus was supposed to come at five o'clock this afternoon. They moved it to five thirty. Oh, and they didn't oh cool! It, and they didn't show up to five forty-five. Nice, and it was blasting hot outside. Oh my and god! I live literally six minutes, six parsecs from from Publix. Oh my god! So I'm not walking my door till six p.m., which is not good. <laughs> um. I do have some news for you. Lay it on me. First of all, the Star Wars launch bay is reopening later on in July. And we are going to get 
a return of Chewbacca in BB-8 meet Plus, Lord Vader himself is returning. <gasps> to greet us all with his iconic breathing. Um, and that's pretty much all I know on that. I mean, hello, it's 2022, Disney. Why don't you do some pre-recordings of James Earl Jones and stick in your $2 billion Vader suit that you have? Um, so, and, and, and this is the area, this is the area I've said earlier that this would be a great place for them to put Grogu and Din Djarin and all that other, all the other characters, you know? Because it's right there in the middle of Star Tours and Galaxy's Edge, you know, messing with the timeline. Fair. Um, so that's going on. Uh, Disney is testing the Bounty Hunter stations. That will be used with their new Magic Band Plus, where you can earn credits. Now, I don't know if this means actual credits that you could spend. Highly doubt it. Um, but it's an interesting concept. I haven't really read too much into it. They're keeping a lot of details under wraps. Um, a rumor, a rumor for you in the rumor mill. There is talk of a Cal Kestis TV show. I uh I saw that when you when you texted me. Uh I read that article and it does seem to carry some weight. Um although I do think that uh they're reserving a lot of uh they're putting a big if on the side of it to see how uh right. the the sequel video game does. Mm-hmm. And usually usually WDWNT uh they will keep those rumors as rumors until they're factually confirmed. Um, I've never known them to really give me false information um, before. So we'll see on that. Uh, There is some discussion about um, the film that Taika Waititi, the voice of IG-11, he's writing a Star Wars film, and that is slated to be the next film to be released in the movie theaters. Um, I thought it would be Rogue Squadron, but I think there's a hole on Rogue Squadron. Uh, we don't know too many details about this film, except that it is set in the sequel trilogy era. Okay. Joy. Okay. Um, but it won't have anything to do with Rey, or Finn, or any of those characters. It'll be, according to what I've heard, there'll be no Skywalker whatsoever. Good. Sorry, was that too fast? I'm uh, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like Anakin and his kids got uh, are are in the spotlight for like ninety nine percent of all things Star Wars, and people well, the and like that's why I had so much faith in uh uh the High Order, uh the thing that Kathleen Kennedy was supposed to uh head up. The High Republic, because it was supposed to be no Skywalkers, still lightsabers and Jedi, but like, uh, like that's what made people really fall in love. I think uh, that we're in opinion territory. That's what I think uh, made people fall in love with 
KOTOR, the old video game, was because it was all lightsabers and Jedi and Sith, but no Vader or Obi-Wan or th- people you had to keep alive because you can't kill them. Right. You know what I mean? Right, well, I mean, I'm fine with no Skywalkers. I mean, I, I think if you can give us a good story, I'm all for it. And, you know, there's no um, confirmed set timeline of when this is during the sequel trilogy era. Um, maybe it's right before uh, Force Awakens. Maybe it's after. I don't know. I mean, there's really no room between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Unless this is coinciding with those events. Um, I don't know. But, we'll see. Um, that's pretty much it on the news side. Um, have you got a chance to watch part five again? I have not. Okay. Well, I have watched it a couple more times, and a friend of mine did confirm that Anakin does have both arms. So I I was correct in guessing that this was pre AOTC. Was there some like discussion on that on whether or not? Uh, there was I. Uh, I haven't really uh been up to date. Uh, I've been working eight hour days for a, a, a hot well, minute didn't, here. <laughs> didn't, didn't you and me have a discussion on yes. whether or not that flashback was pre uh Clone Wars? And I guess it is. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he wasn't... Uh, uh, it was, yeah, you're right. It was pre-Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he was not certainly not a, uh, a knight yet. Right. I guess my only question is, is this during Attack of the Clones? Or is this pretty much a couple months beforehand? I don't... Hmm. But I, I did read the novelization, and while there wasn't a scene with them training, I doubt there would have been any time for them to train between them landing on Coruscant back from their mission to going to meet with Padme and all that other Yeah. Stuff. But at some, some point, at some point, he, he did need to do his knighthood uh, like not not necessarily the training because it what uh, it wasn't a training it was his test, and he failed. It must have been so. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot here from the hip and say a couple of months, four, four weeks, and think, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Let's hop well, in. Yeah, let's hop in part six. All my Atlanta. Um, as Mr. Sean Fordham would say. Oh, my uh, land. Kudos to Sean Fordham. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I'm going to say straight off the bat, I I think that this episode was nearly perfect in my mind. Um, I did have some gripes with it. Um, they kept marketing the, quote, fight of the century with Obi-Wan and Vader. Um, wasn't really a fight of the century. I mean, I, I mean, it was a pretty good fight, but I, I wouldn't peg it down as the fight of the century. Yeah, unless you have a different opinion. So, it felt clunky to me. It 
they were it was full of edits uh that's the thing that i like it was really hard to figure out where your eye was supposed to go because anytime your eye settled on all right so they're swinging from the left the nope it's uh, it's an entirely different camera angle because you, they wanted to keep the audience on their feet and it like it didn't make like a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. um like i don't know why that was the case um i did like the use of dunmock uh but we'll get to that when we get to the fight um uh so uh because that is they did make dunmock canon i don't know if they call it dunmock but they did give, that wasn't referred to in my audio audio description uh dunmock is a dark side power um that vader can use uh, okay, I'm referring to the moon. Never mind. Oh no, I have no idea what they uh, where they fought. I think uh, it is a moon in the Mustafars. Yeah, I'm thinking oh, no. we're not far off. Yeah. No. So they uh, uh, Dunmok is is an ability that uh, in Legends he could use to cut people off of the Force. Uh, when he would 1v1 old Jedi, he could essentially Thunderdome them. Like, no one can feel their presence. They can't feel mm. anyone else's presence. They are locked in one-on-one with Vader. And well, Luke could do something similar to that, too. He could... Well, no, I don't think Luke could. Could he? I don't know. I haven't read I know, that much Legends. I know Luke can hide himself from the Force. That's different. Yeah, that's different. Okay, um, cutting someone else off of the Force and not letting them have access to the Force. Um, there, and, was, there was something similar to that I do remember now. It was a technique that the Yu Zhang Vong used on Jason Solo. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with Verger at all. No. No. Verger was a Jedi of the Old Order who went on some sort of mission in the Unknown Regions and discovered the uh, Yuuzhan Vong when they were kind of probing the galaxy. Um, and she did attempt to assassinate Palpatine and of course failed. Um, and there is some question as to whether or not she was a Sith or not. Um, but long story short, she journeyed with the Yuuzhan Vong, came back from him later, did all sorts of juju with Jason Solo, and uh, did some torturing of him, and cut him, some fo- cut him from the Force. And Jason could do that too, eventually, to other... when he became a Sith Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we're getting in the weeds here. All right. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. Yeah, so lightsaber duel, a bit clunky. I wish we had a bit more dialogue from Luke. I'm glad we bit. didn't. I'm glad. I'm glad huh? we didn't. I, uh-huh. I, I feel like the uh, giving the best giving the best dialogue to the female characters mm-hmm. was the best decision everyone made on this. Uh, True, you are correct. 
Man, Actually, even Amberu. Amberu. Yeah, we is, never get dialogue from her. No, like very like maybe four lines in episode four. And in this one, one of the first things he says is shh, shh, get positions. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> Baru got the guns um, out. Oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. Um, so that was one thing I was disappointed with. I was expecting a bit more Qui-Gon. Then we actually did get. I knew he wasn't gonna have a big role in this, but I was expecting a bit more of a conversation between the two of them. Uh, maybe that will be for the second season. I don't know. idea. Uh, um, that was the best part was that they didn't have to talk much. True, true, true. I think my favorite part of the whole entire episode was the different uh, was the old music cues, the Princess Leia theme. Um. And the forest theme that they use near the end. I was really hoping they w- I would hear some dual debates. No, maybe like a t- maybe yet. like a touch of it, a touch of it. <laughs> but I don't know. Just the music in this show kind of threw me off. My my favorite was my favorite scene was the last scene with Obi Wan and Leia, mm-hmm. um, and as they're talking. I realized this is the last conversation they have. True. The, the next time Leia sees Obi-Wan is... He's an old man. He's an old man, and he's getting cut down. Like, dies in front of her and Luke. This is the last conversation they have. And, the fir- and she calls him Obi-Wan, and he says, May the Force be with you. And Which I, I, I wept. I love I love that scene too. I know some people are still probably gonna be griping over that scene. Um, because a lot of people feel like she shouldn't be knowing Obi Wan's name at all. Um because they think it Brooks Cannon, but I I have no issue. Um but let hey, let's jump into the episode. Uh fifty one minutes. Woo I was hoping for a tiny bit of a longer episode. But I think one minute's a good length. A decent length. Uh just so funny that the premiere episode was the longest episode. <laughs> At fifty five minutes, but um Alright. Let's jump in. Another uh, graphic um another description of uh viewer discretion at the yeah. beginning. Whew. Yeah, child peril is a is a thing I used to not care about, but now that I have a kid, I am I'm very yes. very now susceptible that have, to that. Now that you have a youngling of your own. Oh, and she loves playing lightsabers. Oh. But she doesn't ta- she doesn't take a hit. She only hits. <laughs> uh, you taught her the forms yet? No, uh, but she's apparently learned uh, what uh, what a barrier is, and she keeps she keeps claiming that I didn't hit her when I did. Uh. She, she'll learn. Uh, <laughs> then you will die. Uh, so we've got uh, we open on uh, most Eisley and. Uh, the foreman from before that was mean uh, to Obi-Wan uh, moves the guy out of the way uh, to get water. Uh, and 
uh, says something snarky, and Rava goes, uh, he's like, you got something to say to me? And she, and Rava goes, I do. And she, uh, shoves him aside, uh, pulls back her hood, and she's like, I'm looking for a farmer named Owen. Ah. We don't know in this moment, and also, as far as I'm aware, we don't know how she's walking. Me neither. So, she is stabbed through the gut and does not have the Imperial thing, Imperial R&D department, uh, throwing... Uh, throwing her and back to tanks. So for all we know, she like stuffed her insides with Metagel and is like holding it together. Yeah. Unless she stopped at a mod parlor, which I highly doubt. Nah. <laughs> she's no got you. she's got vengeance on the brain. She's not sl- oh, you know, gonna meander around town, have a really nice long surgery. Nah. No. No way. No, she ain't got time for that. Mm-mm. Oh. So Meanwhile, uh, the Devastator pursues uh, Roken's freight transport that we've never seen before. Again, like this ship is is a new ship, and for those of you playing the home game, there are more Star Wars. uh, There are almost as many Star Wars RTS, uh, real time strategy space games as there are other art the entirety of the rest of the rts games so like they have the name make model and freaking serial number of every ship that has ever been even glimpsed from the original trilogy and some of the prequels uh there and there's mods for the sequel ships uh there hasn't been any new uh spaceship ship uh games uh since the sequels came out as far as i'm aware but like the fact that this is a new ship is again fun it's a tiny detail that no one that no one but us care about and it's a it's the on the same level as the fact that we didn't see any aliens that we recognized it was all new alien species mm-hmm. tiny details good stuff chef's kiss uh <laughs> Roken informs the passengers that the hyperdrive is almost ready and orders that power be directed to the rear deflector shields. Um, Did you hear the music in this section? No. It sounds a bit like the music that you heard um, on Hoth during the Hoth battle. Oh, that's foreboding. When, 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 um, well, not during the Hoth battle, but during the scene when um, Rogue Squadron. He's searching for Luke. Okay. Echo Base Rogue 2. This is Rogue 2. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So I love that. Their plan is to travel to Tessin. Uh, I don't see a link to Tessin on Wikipedia. Never heard of it. It doesn't exist right now. I almost thought they said Teth at first. I know Teth briefly from the Clone Wars. Um, but wrong planet. Uh, Obi Wan approaches Roken and goes, "We're not gonna make it, are we?" And <laughs> Roken goes, "Nah, every uh, like four things are broken. We're running out of time." He he asks, "How much time do you actually need to fix it?" And 
Uh, and Obi-Wan says, uh, and Rokid says, not uh, more than we have. Leia is using her droid to comfort Corrin uh, and his mother. Corrin is a no. force-sensitive human male that lived on the planet Dayu. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. What's his name? Corrin. C-O-R-R-A-N. Is there a last name? Oh! Oh my god! No! No! No way! What the? What the? Corrin, uh, Corrin and his mom are the ones that got hoodwinked by the fake Jedi on Dayu. No. That's not what I'm thinking of. Is there a last name? No. At all? Nope. There's no father's name? Nope. Oh my god. No, I just got... Uh, it. Oh my gosh, I don't know if this is true or not. But of course you know who I'm talking about, right? Cornhorn? No, it is not Cornhorn. No, no freaking way. No, no, no. No, no, I don't think it is. But that's kind of a coincidence. Or is it? I think... Uh, both the mother and the kid, um, don't have, um... The force? D uh, he is, uh, Corrin, the boy, is force-sensitive. Okay. And, uh, but... Wait. Hold well, up. Hold no, 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 up. No, 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 no I'm, fl I'm flipping through Corrin Horn right now. <laughs> wait, hold no. up. <laughs> when I tell you they look similar, I need you to believe me. But he's from Curly, though. I'm wrong. In Legends? Yes, in Legends. Mm, in Legends, yes. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, who is this? Who is this man? Is this man? This man looks like he's important. His page is almost as long as Luke's. Um, I can give you a crash course on Corn Horn really briefly. Yes, please. He, he's, a, he's a pilot. He, I think he flew in Rogue Squadron with Wedge Antilles after Luke left the squadron. Um, he married the daughter of a highly respected smuggler and has two kids that are force sensitive and. He is a master on Luke's high council. And Th he this kid is, is the exact age. The, the exact what? age as Luke. What the I, I think we are looking at, at Corrin Horn. Cannon Corrin. What? No. And I love Corrin's saber. Corrin has a silver saber that he can adjust to extend to two meters instead of one meter, and it changes color. Hold it back up, not silver, gold. It's a gold blade. And then the blade change, changes to dark blue. In the dual phase? When it's in extended, it's blue? Yes, I believe. Unless, in, did I remember he must have changed it to a different saber entirely at some point? I think he just has a green saber now, but I know at one point he handled a dual phase saber. He's a he is awesome. He is cool. I love Cornhorn. Alright, this hilt looks slamming. Uh it and looks 
It, it looks good. And I just recall that Anakin had had a practice duel with Corrin's father. In um, a, a Clone Wars novel. Now, he went under a different name. The father went under a different name as a Jedi, but... After the, after the fall of the Republic, he changed his last name to Horn. And switched some stuff around, but... Uh, we just cracked this case wide open. <laughs> I'm sure we're not the first person to register this, but we have some hard yeah, evidence. Not, We've got I'm some hard point. evidence. I pointed that out. <laughs> you caught it. I didn't. Kenobi has an idea and asks if Leia uh, asks Leia if he could borrow her droid because he's scared too. Is the subtext back uh, back on Tantooine? Uh, Luke, what you say? Tantooine. <laughs> yeah, ta- oh, I'm, dude, I'm so tired. Uh, dude, uh, back on Tatooine, Luke and his uncle Owen visit a mechanic uh, to obtain a new belt for their land speeder. Uh, a human named Darden Shull speaks to Owen, telling him that there's something he needs to know. Back on Roken's ship, Leia is upset about Kenobi's plan to leave them in order to draw Lord Vader away. Corrin's mother reminds him uh, that he said, he was like, what about us staying, all of us staying together? And Kenobi pleads with Roken, Leia, and the other passengers to consider his idea. I like his argument here. It does sound like a suicide mission, but his whole, but like the idea of you have been protecting Jedi, like they, these, these guys aren't necessarily a rebellion yet, but what they are is like a Jedi underground railroad and I'm here for it. And, uh, he's like, you've protected Jedi for 10 years. Now, now let me do it. I'm uh, still Kenobi, baby. Yeah. Woo. Um. He convinces Haja Estri to look after Leia in his absence. Owen and Luke return to the Lars homestead. He tells Baru uh, that Reva is coming for Luke and they need to flee. Baru says, over my dead body. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> pulls out some sawn-off looking scary weapons. Uh, well, you, you would need that kind of stuff for uh, Tusken Raiders. I'm with you. Tusken Raiders, uh, some blackmailers, speed bikers. You you don't know who's showing up. It's Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. Could be some crazy-ass Sith ladies. Ooh, yeah. Uh, some half-dead Sith lady show. Uh, dark Jedi <laughs> lady. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is the most Sith thing I have seen. The fact that she turns away makes me a little sad, but I know she couldn't kill Luke. But, like, up until this point, Rava has been a Sith among Sith. No one has Sithed this hard since Sidious. Like, Vader's evil, but Vader's a bootlicker kind of evil. Because he is secret... He's secretly waiting his time to kill Sidious when he starts to think maybe, maybe there's a way out of this uh, situation. Rava joined the Inquisitors knowing at one point she's going to stab Vader in the back. That's exactly why she signed up to be his little Boy Scout. 100%. Yeah. 
that Sith, not uh-huh. bootlicking. Oh, she's so good. Anyway, yeah. uh, aboard Roken ship, Haja has spoken with Leia and gives Kenobi space to talk to her. Hold on. Ah, round two, boys. Uh, while Leia is upset that Kenobi won't be coming home with her, she reluctantly accepts Kenobi's decision. Kenobi tells Leia to tell her father uh, that he tried, and he hands Leia uh, Tala Durith's empty gun holster as a parting present. Uh, the two embrace, oh, and Leia... T- Does she <laughs> have that in the note? Yes. Oh, she does. Uh, it doesn't, um, it, I mean, it, it is much more ornate in yeah. this close up than it is on her outfit, like later, mm-hmm. uh, in a new hope. Uh, but yeah, she does have a whole, she does have a leather holes, leather strap uh, for a pistol, uh, for a blaster pistol. So, um, the two embrace, and Leia tells Kenobi to come back, please. Uh, he, he says he promises. Um, he resolves to face Vader one more time, even if uh, whether it's his death or Vader's. As Kenobi heads to the dropship, Roken tries to reason with him again. You don't have to do this. We can fix the hyperdrive. Roken accepts later, then, then accepts Kenobi's decision. Uh, realizing that the Jedi have unfinished business, that the Jedi has unfinished business with Vader. It ain't about us; it's about you and him. Kenobi tells Roken that he, they, the rebellion needs more leaders like him, and he flies the ship uh, out of the freighter, drawing the attention the attention of the Imperials. The Grand Inquisitor goes, "We shouldn't do this," <laughs> and Vader goes, "Turn the ship." And they do. Uh, they are... Uh, uh, he doesn't even look over at the Grand Inquisitor. He just says, uh, Kenobi is no ordinary Jedi. And then they pursue Kenobi. And that's that's pretty much all we get of the Inquisitors. I, I guess that is my main beef with the uh, this show as a whole. Not getting to see much Inquisitor action. I you know, I would have I thought we would have seen more of, of the fifth brother, at least. I, uh, I like, I like that, like, we got a taste. And yeah, we got a taste, but I, I feel like we should have gotten a bit more, unless they're saving that for season two. Is there going to be a season two? I feel like that was kind of it. It, I it, mean, it tied everything I, up in a nice bow. I would not mind if there was not a season two. I can go either way. It's the same thing. It's the same opinion I have with Boba Fett, you know? Yeah. If there's a season two of this or Boba, there better be a good story. But mm. I don't care. I think I think we've got a good season with this. Let's keep going. All right. So, uh, at the Lars homestead, the sun's going down. And Owen and Aunt Beru are in position. Uh, meanwhile, Kenobi flies his uh, ship onto a rocky moon uh, covered in rocky pinnacles. Uh, and he orders his crew to prepare his shuttle and that he will fa- vows to face Kenobi alone 
And this Grand Inquisitor, like, gives a look, but doesn't say anything. And this uh, this Grand Inquisitor has no room to talk. He is a Jedi Temple guard. You are a Jedi mall cop before this. Don't yeah. don't take the high road. You know exactly what Vader's doing. Don't be, like, holier than thou. Right. Well, you know, this goes to show what happens to him in Rebels. It's whacked. The Grand Inquisitor gets whacked. Oh but, yeah, perfectly in Rebels. Before he go, before he turns good, or like he never turns good. Okay, good. Nah, he he bad. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, while uh while Reva approaches the perimeter of the house, Vader lands a shuttle and he finds Kenobi nearby and asks if he has come to destroy him. Uh, Kenobi replies with the age-old, I will do what I must. And he said, Vader says the same thing to him as he said to Ahsoka in Rebels. Then in you. the Twilight of the Apprentice, best episode. <laughs> I see, you know, that, that's the one thing I'll say about this duel. That this whole entire duel, including the ending, is very reminiscent of Twilight of the Apprentice. Then you will die. Weaver than most. Uh, well, that's what he says to Ezra, but he says, then you will die as well to uh, Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, right after she does the same thing to his helmet as Kenobi does here. I'm so, I'm okay with, like, that se- that happening again. It's a good scene. I love seeing it twice. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, because uh, I, I you know, at this point, Ahsoka does not know anything about Vader. I have no idea where she is, actually, so... She's in a, uh, she went into hiding initially. She did, yeah. And then she found the Organa later on. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Reva enters the courtyard and ignites her lightsaber. Uh, Owen and Baru, uh, open fire on her. Uh, Kenobi, (laughs) Kenobi invader, uh, continue to fight on the rocky moon kenobi keeps trying to do a a lunge this is the thing that's strange to me but uh, like more the more that i think about it the more that i feel like this is this is a good metaphor for how he feels in this fight um he keeps doing a lunge stab he doesn't stab like, that's not form three. Form three is keeping your arm at 90 degrees and being a good defense and wearing your opponent down uh, and, like, looking for a weak spot and exploiting it and then back into the turtle shell. Kenobi keeps lunging forward like he's trying to be Count Dooku or something. And, like, it, it, count. it would be a killing strike if Vader, if it was confident and if Vader didn't see it coming a mile away. <laughs> so it's, it, this is uh, his fighting style against Anakin initially is clunky because he's not fighting Vader. In his head, he's fighting Anakin at this point. And uh, like, he's still, he's like, I know I have to kill him, but like, he, it, it it doesn't fit well in the hand and it doesn't fit well in his mouth. And you could tell through his fighting. 
Uh, Kenobi attempts to collapse uh, one of the stone giant stone pillars next to Vader onto him, who notices that his strength has returned. Uh, however, uh, your weakness remains. Uh, and he throws it back, throws the remainder of the monolith back at Kenobi before they continue to fight. At one point right here, um, yep. they cross blades and it has a zoom in on, it has a close up on their faces and, and Obi-Wan's hands. I couldn't see Vader's hands because his hands are in a black, uh, are black on black, so I can't, I can't see it. Uh, yeah. But Obi-Wan's hands are reversed. What do you mean? His thumbs are touching on the hilt. Um, and it was just for this one moment. And I don't know why they did that. That seems like a desperate move. That's something you do to, like, as a last resort to, like, keep yourself from falling. But, like, he's not on his last leg here. I'm, I'm not sure why that was the case. Uh, Vader uses the force to cause the ground beneath Kenobi to collapse and attempts to bury his former master under the rocks. Uh, believing himself victorious, Vader taunts Kenobi for thinking he could defeat him. Uh, Rava corners Owen and disarms him. And uh, she says, you love this boy as your own. And Owen says, he is my own. Oh! Oh, 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 my heart. Oh, it's so good. That's some good, like, stepfather. That's some good. That's some good good. I'm here for it. That yeah. brings me joy. <laughs> so, uh, uh, she defeats him. Uh, Rava defeats him handily, but not before he gets a good couple wax in with a, uh, with a, a rod. Uh, Baru blocks Rava from entering the building, and uh, but uh, Rava pushes her aside. Luke flees through an opening in the roof and runs into the desert, and Rava pursues him. On the rocky moon, Kenobi is haunted by the memories of his previous fights with Anakin. This is also Dunmok. It instills fear and defeat in your opponents. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, it's a thing in the TTRPG. It's a spell you can use as a dark side user, um, that has like a finite number of uses in a day. Like it, uh, so I, I'm not sure how it works in the, in like the actual lore, because the only time I've, I've seen it is like they hint at it in a couple of movie scenes, um, like Rogue One, uh, okay. the hallway scene, he is using Dunmok to, uh, to, uh, turn off all the lights in the room to make it darker. Like all of his things are fear tactics because fear is the path to the dark side. And when you're, when you're afraid, you get stupid and you make mistakes and that's how Vader wins. Um, yep. as Vader heads back towards the starship, Kenobi attacks his former Padawan um, after uh, having flashbacks of Luke and Leia. And he explodes out of the rocks and trucks his former Padawan like a yeah! semi. 
And they continue to engage in a lightsaber duel. Kenobi uses the force to hurl Vader against a rock before pummeling him with tinier rocks. Uh, And they they continue to use to fight with a lightsaber duel. But this time, Kenobi is fighting Vader. In this moment, he is fighting the boogeyman of Luke and Leia. He is the he is the human shield. He is the pa- the paladin that we always knew he was, and that's when he starts to fight dirty. He hits the he hits the prosthetic. Uh, he keeps hitting his control panel in the front of his chest. He uh, he strikes him on the back, which is the only one of the handful parts of him that is still flesh and feels pain. Like he is he's going for it. He's uh, yeah. he is using everything in the book. Because he knows all of this person's weak points, and now he is not afraid to use them. Back on Tatooine. Wow, I almost said Tatooine again. I tell you what, it's a hard time speaking tonight. Back on Tatooine, Luke flees in a beggar's canyon uh, with Raven Hot Pursuit. Uh, Kenobi damages Vader's armor and life support system with his lightsaber and more rocks. After cornering Vader, Kenobi strikes his helmet. Um... Damaging his mask and exposing the the entire left side of his face. Kenobi addresses him as Anakin, prompting Vader to respond that Anakin is gone, and I am all that remains. Kenobi is visibly upset and begins to cry, and he says, I'm sorry, Anakin, for everything. Vader replies that he isn't... I am not your failure, Kenobi. Obi-Wan... You didn't kill Anakin. I did. Oh, oh. Kenobi responds, then my friend is truly dead. Good goodbye. A lot of callbacks to uh the conversation that Obi-Wan has with Luke in return of the uh Jedi. Yep. Goodbye, Darth. Oh, yeah, I, I I I did love that. You get your you get your title, but not your name. I love that. You've mm. you've proven yourself Sith. You've proven yourself to be a part of the cog in the machine of the Sith. So you get to keep your Darth name because you're not you're no longer my friend. But you don't get to change your name. You don't get a different name. Mm-mm. You just get a different title. Oh, man! Oh, it's so good! Oh! <laughs> and as we all remember from episode four, he said, uh, Vader, uh, when Vader and Obi-Wan clash sabers then, he goes, uh, the last time we fought, uh, I was but I was but a Padawan. No. What? Uh, I no? was. What was it? I was but the student. I was but the learner. Now I, but, I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. He calls him Darth there too, which is oh, what yeah. prompted that line. Mm-hmm. And and I I understand what they mean now by this being like the pin penetrating pinpoint duel here. It is not that it's a, that it's a duel of the century. But no, I I agree that it is not the pinnacle of the century. No, uh, bad wording by Captain Kennedy. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to her the same way. I don't listen to Peter Molyneux. Like, yeah, yeah, quit trying to get other people to advertise your stuff. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Don't let some of these people talk. It's fine. Don't let me talk to advertise your stuff unless you want to. We're looking for sponsors. Get yours today. Uh, so we, Kenobi departs the rocky moon on his starship. And Vader doesn't have the power to stand back up. He falls to his knees and is yelling Obi-Wan. He doesn't yell Kenobi because that's a Darth Maul thing. Uh, uh, If you can recall, God dang, Bill Whitwer is amazing. Um, Bill Whitwer, you mean Sam Whitwer? uh, Sam Whitwer. Why did I call him Bill? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. So elsewhere, Reva uses the force to to dislodge a rock that Luke is standing on, knocking him unconscious as he falls down to the very bottom of Beggar's Canyon. Um, while uh, While traveling through hyperspace, Kenobi senses Luke is in danger. Reva attempts to kill Luke with her lightsaber, but is haunted by her flashbacks of the Great Jedi Purge and sees her own body there in place of Luke, and she realizes she is becoming the thing that she hates. Mm-hmm. And she can't do it. Kenobi lands near Lars, the Lars homestead and finds o- Owen and Baru searching frantically for Luke. Reva approaches them while carrying a limp S- Luke Skywalker as she lays Luke down at the feet of the three onlookers. Uh, the boy begins stirring, much to the relief of Owen and Baru. He's bruised, probably has a concussion, but he's fine. While Lars carries the adopted son to safety, Kenobi faces Reva, and Reva falls to her knees and weeps. She says she couldn't do it. She failed She failed all of them. She failed to avenge her fellow younglings. He killed all of them, and I couldn't do it. It's the mark of a good person. Uh... Kenobi reassures Reva that she has not, in fact, failed, stating that she has brought peace and honor to them by showing mercy. He also tells Reva that she has not fallen to the dark side. She's not like Vader, and adds that she is free to choose her own destiny. Reva continues to cry as she lays down her lightsaber into into the sand. Uh, Kenobi helps Reva to her feet and reassures her that they are both free. At Fortress Vader, the repair on, Mustafa. on Mustafa. Yeah. the repaired Darth Vader informs Darth Sidious that he has dispatched probe droids to hunt down Kenobi. Question here: Were you expecting Darth Sidious? I was not. I I was expecting like a hologram or something, but like I wouldn't have been a big deal breaker for me if he didn't well, show. No, I mean I. I thought we would get Sidious in this show. I wasn't like thinking. I I actually I stopped thinking about it now that we um you know by by the time this episode rolled out, I just kind of I don't know. I felt like they had their their chance to bring in Sidious. Uh, but I I like this little cameo. Uh, his voice wasn't as deep as I thought it should have been. Uh, Sounds and more. Sounded more like Palpy, Chancellor Palpatine, than Sidious. I am, I am initially okay with that. Um, but here's, That's fine. Yeah. but uh, the reason why is because 
he is not uh he is not he is at the peak of his power right now not necessarily but like he is at the peak of doing bad things and so for me the fact that he still it like he's only 10 years into his empire and so maybe he just has a bit no, of that palpy voice still on it i know but if you watch the bad back season two trailer again if you when you hear his voice it sounds deeper than it is here that's fair unless unless we don't see it via the hologram but i'm wondering if he's in public so he's using his Palpatine voice. If he can still have a Palpatine voice, I think I, don't he, know. I think he might. I mean, it's worth a yeah. shot. Yeah, if he was sitting with other senators, which I doubt, but I feel like Vader is like his secret weapon still, because he is the Boogeyman in, in the dark. You know, no one knows. Oh man. So, uh... The Emperor notices that Vader is agitated and questions whether his apprentice is affected by his feelings for his former master. Vader responds that Kenobi means nothing, which completes the circle, because that is one of the first lines that Reva says, then Kenobi means nothing, and reaffirms his loyalty to his Sith master. Vader mm -hmm. sits on his throne as the Imperial March plays in the background. I loved that. You know, and we, we could get subtle hints throughout the entire show of, of the original, I mean, prequel trilogy themes, you know? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad they put this in. Alderaan. Alderaan, parting his friends. Uh, Princess Leia dresses and crumbs her hair. She is in the original, uh, I mean, it's more embellished. Uh, with and like an Alderanian insignia at, in the center of her chest, um, and some nice gloves, uh, like some nice like engineer's gloves, fingerless gloves. Definitely not what a princess would would normally wear. Uh, she is ready to go, and Brea Organa is surprised and delighted to see her daughter sporting the holster. She joins her parents and receiving a guest who has arrived in a starship. Uh, Leia tells Bale that she has discovered other ways to lead, but says, and says that she would like to change some things. Bale, with a knowing smile, says, then let's change things together. Leia is delighted to see Kenobi and Lola hop off the ship. Kenobi embraces Leia and her parents, and while Bale says that they can never repay him, Kenobi reassures them that she already has and he looks over longingly at leia bale expresses concerns about the growing might of the galactic empire uh kenobi tells them that they can always count on him and they know where to find him leia asks kenobi what he should do now uh kenobi asks uh uh he says i don't know what do you think i should do and kenobi and leia says you should sleep <laughs> <laughs> You look tired, old man. I, I'm so I'm so here for sassy Leia. Ah, oh, it brings me such joy. So, uh, he says, "I wish I could tell you that when I told you, I didn't know your parents." 
you are wise and discerning and kind-hearted, and those are gifts from your mother. He describes her, and you are also passionate and fearless and forthright, and these are gifts from your father. He says, I wish that, uh, that he tells Leia that her parents were exceptional people who bore an exceptional daughter, and I wish I could tell you more. And Leia looks over at the Organas and goes, you don't have to. Before departing, Kenobi tells Leia that she could turn to him uh, for anything, but you need to be careful about it. Uh, and she says, thank you, Obi-Wan. And he says, may the force be with you. I'm, cr- I'm crying again. Oh, my God. Oh, Max. oh it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, so and then we get that. And then we get the, uh, in the Leia theme at this point. Yep. The force theme combined, too. So, good wrap up on that. See? Yep. Back on Tatooine. Kenobi departs. What? <laughs> Damn it. Did I say it again? back on tatooine uh back on tatooine uh kenobi departs his cave with a uh with the toy in his rucksack he rides an eopi uh towards the lars homestead where luke is playing uh owen asks what kenobi's doing here you said you would keep your distance kenobi says i will uh and you should you are right he should grow, be able to grow up at like any other normal boy. And uh, he also like passes the torch. He's like the only protector that he needs is you and Am- you, Owen and Baru. And uh, and as he walks away back to his EOP. Owen says, "Hey, hey Ben, you uh, you want to meet him?" And I cried again. It's it's so good, guys. It's so good. <laughs> oh, and he walk he walks over to Luke, and he says, "Hello there." Yeah, our oh. timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one thing I, I'm I'm. Always like, I'm not too sure on. So, the Skyhopper that we see in episode four is that? Yes. The same torn? Yes, it okay, is. If you recall in the radio drama, they, uh, Luke was actually flying a Skyhopper. That was not a toy. He was flying. He was flying a full size Skyhopper. Since when does he have money for a Skyhopper? So. Did Luke actually buy a re- uh, a natural version of the Skyhopper? If he did, it's because he got this toy. He must have saved up all his money for it. <laughs> I was going to go pick up some power converters. You can waste time with your idle friends. We were chores that now hop to it. God dang it. We Come are, on, Brett, Let's go. We are, <laughs> we are in it, boys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. At, while approaching Beggar's Canyon, uh, riding away from uh, the, Lars. the Lars Homestead, the Lars Homestead, uh, <laughs> Kenobi is greeted by the Force Ghost 
of Master Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. And Kenobi is surprised to see his former master, but Qui-Gon says, he's been here the whole time. You were just not ready to see. Come on. We've got a long way to go. And he disappears as he walks as the two journey through Beggar's Canyon. Zoom, big, wide, 21 by 9, uh, zoom out, panoramic looking thing, and cut to black. So here's a question. Were you hoping that there would be a post credit sequence? No, I am so happy that this tied a bow in all yeah, of Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was happy too. I just fast-forwarded to the very end just to see if they would drop us a little clip from Andor. Um, but no, no, no clip from Andor. Good. Um, no, leave no, me in the dark. I, leave me in the dark. Yeah, leave us in the So here's my question. Overall, what would you rate this whole entire show? Oh, man. This was more important than the Bad Batch to me. Oh, yeah. I, I this, mean, I myself would rate this... I would rate this 10 out of 10. I think my favorite episode is going to be a toss-up between this episode and episode 5. One or the other. I like 3, too. So I think 3, 5, and 6 are probably my favorites. Mm. Man, that's so good. But it's just, I, it's I, just so, yeah. it's all so good. And like, th this is, this is, this series, Rava, uh, Aval, Rava, Tala, uh, Aunt Beru, um, standout characters, all of them. Some of the, arguably the best written female characters we have ever had in Star Wars. I mean, I haven't, I haven't gotten to the end of, uh, like the Star Wars MM in the video game because that's like a 400 hour game. I don't have time for that. Like, th this is the best, well written, I don't need, uh, I don't need no man to speak for me characters. And it what it didn't feel like anyone got on their, uh, they just felt so real. It wasn't like, it wasn't like anyone was doing a try hard thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes they try to make oh, yeah. they try to make characters like way bigger than they are. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I, and that's struggling. I mean, I think a lot of people are struggling with that because a lot of people don't like the fact that these characters are standing out so much. I, I've heard a lot of there's been a lot of issues, a lot of talk about. You know, a lot, of, a lot of complaints with Reva, Leia, all that other stuff. And, you know, and I think Drake's coming around to Reva. Um, he's had some issues with her. Oh, which I, I don't really know why he's got issues with her. But uh, it's, he, may come, he may come around to her. As, after as someone five. that has written papers on, like, the like the theology and philosophy of the Sith, Rava gets it at her core. Oh yeah, no, man, no, I mean, she she you know she started out at a very low point from her standard, you know, youngling to inquisitor to Sith, kind of. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, 
is there anything else you, do we want to discuss on show? Um, I lost out on the specific lightsaber kit that I really wanted from Crimson Dawn. So mm-hmm. I am, uh, they're sold out. So I am waiting on the dual set, uh, uh, either the light versus dark Banshee bundle or the light versus dark shade bundle. But in either case, it'll be two lightsabers that have nine sound fonts that have smooth swing. Um, can you change those sound fonts out? No. Oh, uh, so you can't mess with them. They're locked in. But for $200, two lightsabers with smooth swing, good high-definition sound fonts. Um, and, Do you know what sound uh, fonts they are? Yes. Um, are any of them characterized? They're all characterized. Oh. Uh, because they are... Uh, they're not necessarily licensed, but they don't, uh, but they are, they play nice with the lightsaber, uh, sound font makers. You know which ones specifically? Um, the ones that I liked having listened to the Crimson Dawn, like uh, if you go to the Crimson Dawn website, you can hear the lightsaber sound fonts that come in, that come like their default package. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the Darth Maul sound font is real good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of that one. I'm a big fan of their Luke because their Luke is based on the episode six green uh, yeah! lightsaber hilt. Yeah, uh, I'm here. F- that's what I'm here for. Um, I think they did. Uh, it is. They're like rechargeable ports. They got chassis. It's all it's full RGB, and uh, the pommels um, can be connected to be a, a dual bladed lightsaber. You can have a lightsaber staff. real for two hundred like two ten plus not shipping. Bad. That's not bad at all. And uh, have you... huh? Yeah. What'd you say? No, no. I was gonna say, have you uh, seen our uh, downloads lately? I have not. Let me pull. You have 497 downloads. Let me check so we that are close, out. We are very close to 500 downloads. Analytics 497. Oh man! So we're gonna on this episode, we're gonna get our 500th download. Yeah, and I've and I've been I've been getting more followers on our page. Or can you see that from your end or no? On your on the Facebook page. I can because both of us are admins on the Facebook page. Right. So I think we have like thirty eight followers. And I was and I I know I've sent messages out to over three hundred people. And I don't know why they're just now starting to pick it up. Well, because we're not advertising as well. <laughs> yeah, but it's, been, it's been a year, my friend. Man, we've had I mean, hey, this is this is only the second show of the year, and we've got at least two more shows, possibly three more shows this year. We got to wrap up. Yep. Um, and- next people we got Andor and Bad Batch season two. We're gonna have those real soon. Two months time. Yep. 
and uh, as well as uh, we are going to be doing a lot of revamping. So if you're listening now, um, our our logo will change hopefully uh our our, all of our art will change and we're actually going to start posting things to our social media because i will automate the majority of that and uh we will be uh we're gonna look a lot different we uh we're not gonna sound different and we're not gonna (laughs) be different people but we are going to be we're going to have a professional uh updo uh, yes. A glow up, if you will. And uh, we hope to see you on the other side of it, uh, as well yeah. as our 50th uh, celebration Ab- episode. Yes, we, yeah, this is, this is Mark number 49. So we may actually be seeing you guys in person, hopefully soon, depending on how things go. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. Are- yeah, yeah. Alright, take it away. Speaking of social media, our Facebook page is Special Unit 352. Wow, I'm having a real tough time. Two beers in. I got two yellow in my I have a real tough time. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. Our Instagram and Twitter are SU352 Podcast. Hey Peyton, what's our email address? Email address is specialunit352 at gmail.com. Please email us if you have any questions, uh, thoughts about the final episode, the whole uh, the show as a whole, and whether or not you really want to meet us, because we'd love to know if you really want to meet us. I will 1v1 any of you. Anyway, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app because that will help us show up in the algorithms. I'm not kidding. I will put a lightsaber through your forehead. We look (laughs) forward to talking to you guys next week. I will do to you what Anakin did to a bunch of Padawans. And as Peyton always says, (laughs) may the force be with you.